We welcome you to another live edition of the Sports Box, brought to you by our sponsor, Showcase Sports in Hamilton. Showcase Sports for the elite athlete. And by our friends over at Crowdplay. Download the free Crowdplay app today and check them out at www.crowdplayapp.com for details. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. Hey everybody, welcome to Cage My IQ. I'm your host, D-Big. Joining with me today is UFC Bantamweight contender, Adrian Yanez. How's it going, Adrian? Man, it's going pretty well, man. It's a, it's, it's a lovely Friday over here in Houston. A little, little dark, a little gloomy, but you know, it's all it's all fun from, from here, man. Those The days that suck, that's the, way the days you got to push harder. Speaking of Houston, that is the next live crowd for the UFC How's the fear that there's going to be a, a event there in a couple of weeks? Man, uh, it's actually pretty exciting. You know, every when everything opened up, you know, uh, initially when Dana White was trying to, uh, you know, push push like uh, open like open seating and like everything, like everybody can show up and be a crowd. Uh, I remember whenever it first came out, I was like, dude, it's like if we can get this March fight pushed to to the Toyota Center, first time with fans doing all this and that, you know, like I thought that would have been cool. Uh, but you know, like everything takes its time. It couldn't happen overnight like that. So, uh, that's, I was, I was super excited. And then after that fight, I found out that, uh, Houston was open and, uh, like that they for sure were going to Houston and that's never, I was like, yeah, let me try to get on that card. Uh, but it's super exciting, man. Cause like, it's my hometown. Like I, I'm here, like then I, I train not too far away from the, from, uh, from the Toyota Center where the UFC 262 is going to be at. So, like, whenever I, whenever I'm whenever like I go to train, that's the first thing I see is the Toyota Center. So, man, like, to me, it's like it's like it's exciting, man. Like, oh, live events are coming back. Live events are coming back. And then this this then and then this last one that just happened. Like, man, like, I don't know. Like, I I, I personally liked how there was no crowd. You could hear the coaches. You know, like that was one thing in my last fight where I was like listening to his coaches avidly and countering every everything that they were saying. I saw what he would want to do, and it was like, uh, like you could hear it. Uh, but uh, like, but whenever I heard this Florida crowd not too long ago against Usman and Masvidal, I was like, I need that experience. I need that experience. So man, I, I'm super excited that uh, that it's opening up, and then the second place where they're gonna have a live crowd is Houston. So man, it it's 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 amazing, man. I can't wait. I know, like, I, I always love the live crowd, and I think it's one of the best parts of it. But one thing that I did, like, realize that I really dug with the UFC Apex and then the no crowd was the way that they got the Twitter game going with all the fighters and all, like, the celebrities chiming in, and they would post it to the left side of the screen. You'd see everybody just commenting since there was no crowd. I thought that was a great thing to add to the production it, since they didn't have any crowds there to get feedback from all the, the, the veterans and then the celebrities. Did you ever do uh, make any comments on there during any of the shows? Oh yeah, man, absolutely. I, 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 I was actually at one point I was trying to uh, get my, get my tweet uh, put on the screen. And uh, there was a couple of times where I was watching the fight and then uh, I would tweet it about the fight and then, uh, then a family member would text me and be like, dude, we saw your tweet on the screen. I was like, oh, this is so cool. 
so uh, yeah, man. Like the, I sometimes I would do that just because, like, man, I want to see if it does. And then when it did, I was like, dude, this is pretty cool. It is re really, really cool. So uh, then also too, like uh, whenever you're doing the interviews with uh, with uh, Paul Felder or Michael Bisping, whenever I did them, like if you look down at the screen, uh, they show the tweets and they had the they they were showing the tweets at the same time you're watching the replay and everything okay, and yeah. looking. So I thought that was pretty cool because like whenever I looked down this last one, I saw Derek Lewis and we like, Yan is the truth. And I see Aljamain Sterling saying good things. And uh, you see all these other guys, you know, like Bilal Muhammad commenting. And that, to me, I, that, that was really cool. Like you got live, uh, you got live props like from, uh, from UFC fighters whenever you're looking at the replay right after the fight when you get interviewed. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, as well, you know, I thought that was a really good addition, that, uh, especially for myself, because I'm, I'm I'm still a fan. I'm still like a big, big fight fan, you know. I, so to me, I'm a fan of those fighters, and like for them to like say good things about me was really, really cool. How does it feel that the UFC considers you an upcoming star in the making? Man, it, I I feel I feel you know blessed. I, I like because I've worked really, really hard just to even get there. I if you look at my record and if you look back at what I, who I fought, you know, you can see me and you can say that, dude, this guy didn't duck no hard fights. I had a lot of hard fights before I got to the UFC and I worked my ass off to get there. And, you know, now that's, that finally paid off. And, you know, now that I'm in there, like I'm at the level of like where I should be and where I need to be. And I'm going out there and I'm stopping these guys at this high level. So I'm already used to fighting a high level outside the organization, but now that I'm in there, you know, they recognize it. Like this guy is, uh, is somebody that, you know, has it. And to me, I find I, like, it, it's really cool that they, uh, that they see the talent that I have and they, they're putting, they're putting a good push behind me. And I love it, man. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that my work's finally paying off, you know, cause I put a lot of hard work into this. Now, uh, before I get, get going, uh, I just want to congratulate you on your win against Gustavo Lopez. How was the training camp like for that? And then going into it, did you have to make any adjustments uh, when you were in, in that fight? Man, I, I know, uh, Go ahead. No, because I know uh, going into it, his style was pretty interesting compared to yours. And a lot of people were saying that don't sleep on Lopez – but then you just came in and then you just kind of like a gunslinger and then you you were able to finish him off in the third round. Oh yeah, absolutely. I I knew I knew how tough Gustavo Lopez was. Even uh, I I knew about him since before the before the UFC. Uh, I always had my eye on on these other outside competitors like in the in the regional scene. Uh, he was on Combate Americas, you know, he was their champion and the guy like you know, he worked his ass off. He worked his ass off to get into the UFC. And, you know, he was out there not only sleeping people because he put people to sleep. He also submitted people and like saw, submitted people with ease. So I knew what I had going into the fight, uh, especially me knowing since back in November, like back in November that I was going to fight Gustavo. I was like, man, like this, this, this is a long, long training camp. So I had very, very, uh, very long time to uh, adapt to his style. But uh, honestly, like me preparing for that fight it was just me being more me like I, I get to be looser I get to actually have like a full-on training camp instead of uh you know doing this part-time only get to do this do it for two hours a day and uh you know go home and wake up go to work then right after work you had to train two hours and then you go, go home really no time to do anything so 
to me, it was always, it was always uh, just even trying to like find the time. And now that I was able to do it from November on, I had full time, like I was there full time. So for me, it was like a really good transition because I was able to adapt really quickly. And then also like I actually sat down and actually started studying a lot of fighters and uh, picking apart here and there. Uh, even people who weren't in MMA, like I was uh, looking up uh, uh, Smart. Uh, I probably butchered his name. Uh, probably butchered his name, but I was on. Uh, I was. I would always look up uh, Marshall Liam. Uh, Marshall Liam on uh, YouTube, and I would watch his breakdowns of. Uh, he 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 broke down a Samarat or Samarat. Uh, sorry if I'm butchering that name, but I was looking at his style, and I took really big inspiration from uh, from that that style, from that Thai style that he presented, and I. And I brought it into this fight, so to me, I thought that was really, thought that was really cool on my part. But man, it, it was really a good transition for me, especially I had a really tough fighter in Gustavo, and he was able to, uh, you know, withstand a lot of the punches that I was that I was hitting him with, and you know, he was able to let me go into the third round, uh, kind of showcase my cardio too, because a lot of people were like, well, let's see how how fast, how long he'll last, or. Or like, let's see his wrestling and the rest and the and the shot that Gustavo did take. I defended it with ease. I do kind of i I do kind of put it into a little bit of a you know that wasn't his best best shot in the wrestling sense because I just rocked him at that point. But you know, it just gives me stuff to work on, anyways, man. So this this to me was like a, a really good uh, it was a really good test for me. I knew you went on the Dana White Contender Series and you had a great showing in there. Then you came in with your first fight uh, right before the New Year, and you were supposed to fight, uh, I believe it was uh, Phillips. And then that wound up changing a couple of days beforehand, and then you wound up being Rodriguez. How was that for you? Were you a little bit hesitant going into that, or were you just like, I'll fight whoever as long as I get, get that shot to go in there and compete? Man, honestly, uh, I kind of had that, uh, you know, because I went from fighting a, a, a like a five nine, five ten, like going from five nine, five ten uh, southpaw, you know, who was a good tie fighter, but you know, anytime he kind of got clipped, he would always want to wrestle. And honestly, that's what I was expecting for the fight, and I was like, kind of really like, like something that plays into my style perfectly, you know, I, like. Uh, you know, I felt like I think I felt like it would have ended the same either way, whoever I fought that night, uh, just because I was preparing for that type of style. But it made it so much easier that, like, it came into uh, Victor Rodriguez, you know, as tough as nails as he is. He came in and he uh, he went out there and he, he fought me. You know, he came in on short notice. He knew that he knew what he knew was at stake. It was the biggest uh, plat uh, platform that he was going to be on, uh, you know, and for myself, I knew what the stakes were. But also had a little bit more pressure on me just because he's coming in on six, six to maybe ten day notice, uh, ten day notice for him. Uh, so I had to do what I had to do to him. I couldn't let him get out the first round. I knew I had to finish him in the first because if you don't finish this guy in the first who came in, take it on, took it on short notice, like especially like six to ten day notice, uh, and you don't finish him, man, uh, all these other guys are gonna eat you alive. You know, so I'm glad. That, that I went in there and I had the performance that I performed, uh, but I was ex I was expecting the the same type of game plan for him too because I saw like a couple of his fights he would shoot in try to take people down. Uh, he was a good good kicker, a good puncher, 
so I was expecting the same thing. It was just I didn't have to adjust to the length. Uh, I had like I have a training partner who's five five, who's five five, almost like the same type of build of uh, of Rodriguez. He's just a little bit like his weight is distributed evenly. Yeah. Like uh, I felt like Rodriguez was really top heavy, but uh, no, like it was really comfortable for me. Like that fight was like super super simple for me, super comfortable, and it was. It, it was it was fun. Like it played out the way I wanted it to. Now, how close are you to the weight cut limit that you got to get to? Does it take forever for you to cut weight, or is it pretty easy for you? Man, my my weight has uh, fluctuated a lot. Like especially whenever I was working, uh, I was able to maintain like around forty eight, fifty on a regular basis, just because like I was like doing the consistent, uh, doing the consistent work. You know, I was always walking like. My job, my job consisted of me walking at least like on the least amount of days, six, six to uh, six to eight, six to eight miles on the most. I probably we probably walk like 10. Uh, but yeah, that that was a lot of that was a lot of walking that we had to do. So it was like a consistent fat burning. But now like this is like a, it, my training is more like you train hard for this time, but then you got to rest. You train for this hard, but then you got to rest and you got to sleep and you got to eat. So it's it's a little bit different for me. So my weight has been fluctuating. I'm still trying to find my my uh, my diet, the diet that I actually need need so I can maintain. You know, uh, on certain days where I need to add a little bit more, take a little bit less. So it's been fluctuating a bit, but I like I'm I'm well within the range of uh, being able to cut to 35 at any point. Uh, I just need to me honestly, I'd probably just need a week's notice, and from there I'd be able to make it. Uh, it might it's going to be rough a rough week, but I'll make it. My next question is, uh, how how do you feel if like they came up to you and you're like, we had a guy pull out a fight, we and we want you to replace him. How do you feel about that? Like, is that something that doesn't bother you, or are you a certain person where you're like, I need at least like a few weeks' notice to prepare? Uh, was that to you, man? To me, uh, it's man. If if I'm getting paid to do it, I'll do it. Like I, I don't, I don't mind it, uh, especially because I haven't stopped training. I've not, um, I haven't really stopped training. I was supposed to start. I was supposed to take two weeks off of my training camp. Uh, not two weeks of my training camp, but two weeks uh, after my fight and just relax. But I was back in the gym. Like I was back in the gym. Uh, just that same that same week I came back. I flew in Sunday, back in that gym that same week, and uh, I felt good. Uh, just little kinks here and there. Uh, had, I had to do a couple of doctor's visits, uh, doctor visits just so I can, uh, like, the UFC standard, you know, because I did tell them I had a couple of things that kind of hurt. So they were sending me to the doctors and everything, get x-rays here and there. So uh, after that, man, it's like I've just been training nonstop. I haven't – there's not – there hasn't been a, a week where I've, like, at least haven't been to the gym, like, for – like, legitimately, I probably have only missed maybe – two maybe maybe three sessions a week two maybe three sessions a week but like those sessions are like like it's like an hour session so i'll probably miss only two hours or three hours a, a week of, in working you know working out or getting a, getting a session in so like and i train every single day so to me i've been in shape i've never really got out of a camp never really gotten out of camp i just been back in uh right now i'm just trying to find the right amount of rest right amount of rest uh, so I can recover because man, like you, you're supposed I'm supposed to be burnt out right now, 
So that's why I'm able, that's why I'm taking those little bit extra like training sessions off because I need, I need the extra recovery. Don't want myself to burn out. I don't want myself to fatigue a little bit faster. So uh, that's, that's pretty much it. The only thing I'd probably need to do is just clean up my diet just a little bit more. But after that, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm still in great shape. I never stopped training. Have you ever thought about uh, getting a nutritionist? Because I know a lot of the fighters now are doing that. Even even Derek Lewis uh, started doing it where they would get a nutritionist who focuses on uh, making the meals or suggesting meals to you. That way, all you have to do is train, and then you already have that set up for you. Has that been something that you thought about doing in the future? Oh yeah, we we I've been in I've been in contact with the USCPI. Uh, right. We're trying to get some. Uh, sorry, had had these uh, numbers calling me, but uh, <laughs> uh, got uh, been I've been in contact with the USCPI. Uh, Charles Charles is has done great. He sends he sends me supplements. Uh, they send me supplements and uh, from Thorn and like all all like third party tested supplements. So just to make sure I can uh, uh, just so I can make sure that like I'm getting the right recovery and everything and. Uh, I'm, I was supposed to go supposed to go up there to get tested, get blood drawn and all that so I can see what what diet works best for me. What am I lacking in? What vitamin what vitamins do I need more of? What uh, what nutrients do I need more of and everything? So uh, I was supposed to go back in in uh, in March, actually earlier this month. But uh, it, it was just it, it timing just wasn't right. But we're we're supposed to do everything here pretty soon. So to me, it's just more of like I, I just got to go out to Vegas so we can run all the tests and be able to do uh do everything. So, but that's that's one thing that I've been been trying to add. I've been trying to see what works for me, what doesn't as well. Just like kind of being my own little guinea pig, uh, a little bit. So the good thing about not having a fight till July is that I'm able to experiment with myself before a camp starts. And then like be like, okay, well this is this has really been working for me. So let me let me implement it into my training camp. Now I know with the with the live crowd slowly coming back, it looks like they're experimenting it with just the pay-per-views for right now. How does it feel for you knowing that the the apex is a smaller octagon compared to the size for the ones in the bigger venues? Does that uh, like matter to you with the size? Does it change your game plan? movement wise or is it just for you like in your back of your mind this is going to be a little bit bigger of a cage i just got to worry about that and that's it and uh well my style really doesn't need to uh worry about uh is like the apex the apex cage to me is is a really good size i really like at least for me because i like to control the center i like being in the middle middle at all times but if my back is against the fence i really it's uh like if if they're trying to close the distance on me against the cage and against the fence, I I know how to turn off the fence. I know I know how I got good cage control. So to me, like it doesn't really matter how big, how small the cage is. Uh, I know it works better for wrestlers or for heavyweights. The uh, like people who are like who work in a bigger weight classes, like two hundred fivers or uh, heavyweights. Those guys, you know, they they need a little bit more. Uh, room to work with, you know, kind of like that Francis Agano and uh, and Stephen Miocic fights. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that the cage size played a little bit uh, of a difference, but uh, you know, Stephen would probably want to try to use his footwork, try was try to get him to the cage a little bit faster. And Francis Agano, you know, would want that bigger cage, so he has a little bit more room to work with. And you know, whenever Stephen took that shot in the in the open. 
Francis was able to like stuff it pretty easily. But if it, but the cage work, uh, if he was able to shoot and put him against the cage, it might have been a different story because that cage work is different. But yeah. uh, to me, honestly, like on my end, it, it doesn't matter. I do like the size of the apex cage, but if it was the uh, the pay per view, the like the arena, the event cage, like the one that's I think it's like thirty. Uh, 30 feet yeah i think that one would uh i think that would work well for me too because i do like i do like open space i do like yeah. open space uh but i'm not opposed to being on the fence and doing any type of work now they they just announced a couple of days ago that you're going to be fighting randy costa in uh july uh what what do you expect from randy costa going into that matchup and then how did the, the booking for that get made? Was it a long process or were they just like, here's this guy? And then you, you both agreed pretty quickly. Man, I, I expect him to come in and throw some some heat. I'm expecting him to come in, come into the center of the cage and meet me there and uh, throw some heavy leather. And, you know, I, I, expect, I expect that, especially uh, coming from somebody who he is. Uh, he's, he's the type of guy, like, man, as much as is – as much as I know I'm going to go fight this guy, I actually kind of like this guy because he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, no, nah, I like this guy. He's a, he's a good fighter, but I'll still fight that guy. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'll fight that guy. So I like that type of attitude. Like, and, and people with those type of attitudes will go to the center of the cage and duke it out. Every single time he stepped, like, these last two times he stepped in the cage, that's exactly what he did. Even on a short notice fight, uh, I think with Brandon Davis, he went straight, did exactly what he was going to do, met in the middle and I'm trying to duke it out, but Brandon Davis is Brandon Davis, and he did what he did. Uh, but no, no knock against uh, Randy on that one because hey, I think I believe that was a short notice fight from what I believe. Uh, but and then he goes out there his next two fights. He does that to uh, Journey, then he does that to Boston. You know, and both those guys are good fighters. So he goes out there and starches them just like how he did, man. So I'm expecting that same type of intensity for for myself. You know. Uh, I think that's his type of style, you know, is is is, is meant for fireworks, and that's exactly what I'm gonna what I'm expecting. Fireworks from both me and him, so I'm ready. And the way the fight was made, legitimately was like Twitter made it made this fight happen. Honestly, uh, somebody like there were like the potential matchups, uh, potential matchups. There was like, oh yeah, uh, you versus uh, Nathan. Uh, Nathan, you versus Davy Grant or Grant, uh, Grant Day. I don't know. I I know. I think he got a fight with with Cheeto. I think. Uh, but and then my uh, then Randy Costa. Everybody was like putting me against everybody, and pretty much I was like I I called the top three people that everybody was saying the most. And I was like, all right, all right, let's go, Nathan. And uh, he said yes, but there was no contract. Uh, then I called out that. Davey, uh, the guy that knocked out Jonathan Martinez, uh, yeah. uh, he was getting pieced up before it, so don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. He, he's getting pieced up, but uh, uh, it landed a good shot on Jonathan, that Davey Grant, and then Randy Costa, and I called all those three guys out, uh, and then Randy was like, uh, somebody said something to Randy and was like, how come you're scared to fight Yanez? And he was like, he's like, I like the guy, but don't get it wrong. I'll fight him. And that's pretty much how the fight was made. Like everybody was like starting to be like, let's get Randy Costa and Adrian Yanez on UFC 262. And that was like the whole whole thing on MMA Twitter. And, you know, it, it created a lot of buzz. And to yeah. the point where my manager called me and said, hey, do you want that fight? And I was like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, like just like, of course, like I like I, I want to fight. We can get it on UFC two six two. Uh, so we were trying really hard. It wasn't the lack of uh, like I know like within these past couple weeks, like yeah, like these past couple weeks, it's been like people have been saying. Uh, why is Adrian scared? Why is Randy scared? It's not the fact that neither of us were scared. We had signed the contract uh, quite a bit ago. It's just the fact that UFC 262 is like right around the corner. And if a fight were to fall off, we're in. But if uh, but if not, we have to wait till July 24th. So we're we're kind of waiting. But then it's like two weeks out from two weeks out from uh, 262. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, that announcement was made by MMA Junkie July 24th. So pretty much. Uh, yeah, probably probably gonna have to wait till then. But if a fight falls off, we're both there. Oh, that's that's awesome. Uh, that that'd be exciting to see you being able to fight in your in, in your for your home crowd there with the, all the crowd there in Houston. Uh, I bet you were chopping at the bit to try and make that happen. Oh yeah, man, we were on the phone like me and my me and my manager. Like, I was bugging my manager. Me and my coach. Like big thank you to my coach because like he like he knows how much it meant to me. So he was out calling my manager as well, just like just bugging him. We're bugging him, man. I'm pretty sure that he probably blocked our numbers a little bit. No, I'm kidding. Now he loves us. But uh <laughs> uh he he was uh working hard to get that get those get get on that uh card man. We we were working hard to get to get on two six two but it just it, it's too full. Like yeah. it was really really too full. And uh you know that like the problem was that they had these fights booked like three to four months out. And the fact that it was like happened to be like opening, uh, Houston was opening up and everything, and the fight was already those fights were already booked. They just moved it to Houston instead of the Apex. So uh, it was it was uh you know it was it was a little bit heartbreaking that I wasn't able to get on, but I I completely understood the situation. Now I've heard that you're very active on uh, on Twitter. That you got like over eight thousand plus followers. What attracted you to? Uh, using your Twitter more and then for you, is it to uh, like interact with the fans and get your, get yourself out there? Man, honestly, I just been using Twitter as uh, as pretty much as Twitter. Uh, I really haven't like gone out my way to promote myself on Twitter or anything like that. I've just been myself as a late. Uh, and, and honestly, just with the more people that have been interacting with me, I've been trying to interact as much best as I can back. Because a lot, like, I I used to be in being a lot of those people's positions, you know, be be looking at these fighters and just be in awe every single time. So for myself, it was pretty cool to, it was pretty cool to start like answering back a lot of these people and then just see the effect that it had on them. Because I remember how big of of effect it had on me whenever I was coming up, uh, and then I was like, get, like I got like uh, tweeted back back once by John Jones, and to me, like I was like. That was that was the coolest thing for me for yeah. half half that year. I was like, dude, this is so amazing. I was like, you can tell me shit. Like John Jones tweeted at me. <laughs> so uh so yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really, really cool. So uh, you know, kinda kinda like it's just me being being me on Twitter. I I'm not really trying to promote myself. Uh I I do like every once in a while if I have a new shirt coming out, I do throw my website out website out on there. Uh, now I'll get the people who uh, the, the the people that really show support. They'll go out there and like buy the shirts, and it's 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 super super cool, man. Like to see all these uh, people on Twitter uh, who just see me fighting on the UFC, and be like I want to support that guy, and they go out there, they buy my shirt, 
And to me, that's like, that's really, really cool because, man, like, man, I'm getting support from people that I haven't even met personally. They just see yeah. me doing they just see my story. They just see what I'm doing on, in the UFC, and they see how I interact with fans, and they and they just be like, "I like this guy. Let's let's. I want to support this guy in his in in his uh, future in the UFC and everything. So let's support. Let's sh- let me show support. And to me, that's been the biggest blessing out of all this, man. Is like the fans, man. Like the Twitter, like Twitter kind of showed me, like man, like I have a lot more fans in in, in all over the world already. Like I like I'm in a group chat on on Twitter. And like seeing like I have like I think it's like 10, 10 people it might be a little bit more it might be a little bit less but like around ten yeah. people and just seeing where they're from and just hearing a little bit more about them that that to me is pretty pretty cool uh, like got one guy in Germany and all that stuff and I was like to me I'm like dude like isn't it like like two two o'clock two a.m. over there like what's going on like, you're over here talking to me at two p.m. what's going on but uh, it's pretty cool man I love it like. To, it's so much it's so much easier to garner attention and like to like reply to people on twitter instagram facebook it's a it's a lot harder man it's it's i get frustrated using those two but twitter is by far the best social media platform uh to interact with fans oh definitely like i had the buddy of mine uh from the czech republic that uh made this interview happen and he just always says good stuff about you and he was like Hey, do you want want this interview with Adrian uh, Yanis? I was like, heck yeah! I was like, why wouldn't I? I was like, it was like I'll make it happen. He was like, he's a cool guy, and all he does is say good things about you. And I was like, dude, I was like, that's awesome. And then he was saying a little bit about that. But uh, uh, one thing I wanted to get your opinion on: uh, what do you think of the new uh, Venom uh, fight kits? What do you think of them compared to the Reebok ones? Man. Uh... I, I need to well look wise I do like the I do like the venoms the way they yeah. look. Uh man, but after competing in the Reeboks, man, I don't know. There was just something different about the like getting putting on that Reebok because I've like because I use the contenders and the contenders ones were were uh they reminded me a lot of the uh uh I don't know if the 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 Jaco Jaco, the G A C O, the ones that came out of Florida and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, like though that fight gear. You know, it reminded me a lot of that. Uh, and the, the contender series ones, I did like. I did like because I do like the uh, the Valetudo shorts, but I didn't like the actual, like, fight shorts, the ones that they had. But the Valetudo shorts were really cool. Uh, and then coming over to the Reeboks, you know, those by far, like, to me, were, like, some of the best shorts I've ever fought in. And also the gear, man. I'm actually wearing the uh, – the, yeah. the, I'm actually wearing the, uh, the walkout uh, – zip up uh whatever it's called uh, the jacket so and i love it man like it's almost like i wear it almost every day just because of how comfortable it is uh, like i like i love it like the and then also like their their shoes are pretty pretty dope i know venom's is gonna not gonna do any shoes but you still get the reebok shoes but mm-hmm. man i i just can't wait to actually like try on the fight the fight gear because i love it uh you know the reebok stuff you know is good while it lasted but at the same time you know it's on to the next one venom uh, Venom has been in the game for such a long time, especially just in MMA. So to me, it's like ex- like I'm excited to to put on that fight gear. Now, uh, what one of the last questions I have before we get, uh, get going? Uh, from amateurs to the pro, uh, what do you think that like, you uh, have changed uh, going from there to coming to the UFC? What what big change did you have to make to your uh, whether it's to your fighting style, your training? 
eaten, well, any of it, what what did you think you had to change the most to make the transition to uh, the UFC? Man, it was, to me, it was all mentality. It was all mentality because I've always had the talent. I've always, I've always had the drive to do it. It's just the, my mental. I never thought that I was uh, good enough to be there. Uh, I had like a couple close split decisions that could have that could have shot me up into the UFC. Uh, like my loss to Domingo Pilarte, I was up there in uh, the the fight, and there was a couple key moments where I where I should have done something, but I felt like I couldn't do anything. And it was weird. And then like kind of just thinking back, I was like, no, I could have pushed. I was in great shape for that fight. I could have pushed. I could have done this. I could have done that. And you know, in that Miles Johns fight for the title for LFA. You know, I could have done more. Like, I should have done more. I could have done more. And I hated that feeling. Like, like after that fight, I remember being backstage, like, kind of, like, tearing-eyed, like, crying because I thought that that was my last shot. I thought that that was my last shot. And then, like, midway through, I remember all my training, like, a couple of my training partners would be like, man, like, man, it's sucked. Like, it's like they are just patting me on the back saying, man, you did your best. And, uh, like, in the back of my mind, I knew I didn't do my best. I knew. I knew for a fact I didn't do it. And it started becoming, like, to me, I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, that fight, started thinking about my losses, started thinking about some of my wins that I still didn't even take seriously and all that. So there was just a lot of things in my own head that uh, I kind of was like, you know, it was, I could have pushed it. I could I could have done this. I could have done that. And, you know, I didn't want to leave anything to chance anymore. So I was just kind of like, after that, like, one of my training partners told me, he was like, man, like, you're better than that guy. And my coach, I started telling my coach, I looked down, I kind of like took a deep breath and I was like, I should be tired. I looked up at him and I was mad. I was like, I should be tired right now. I should be throwing up. I should be exhausted right now. I shouldn't be like, I shouldn't be like crying right now. I should be freaking throwing up. I was like, this, this is, this is like, I just can't believe I just did that bullshit. Like I go in there, I go five rounds. I'm in great shape. Like I'm in great shape. And I, that fifth round, I should have went in there and tried to, do the most I can to try to stop them. And I didn't do it. Like, this is like, and I go back to my other losses. Like, man, I should have done, I, I didn't do enough for that fight. And I kind of noticed the thing that I was doing. I was like, I just wasn't doing enough. Like, and from my own head, I knew it was like, I looked, looked at my coach, like, I know I deserve to be there. I deserve to be the champ. I deserve to be in the UFC. And why, why am I not doing enough? I should be exhausted right now. Like, I was so disappointed in myself after that fight that I told my coach, like, I was like, I was like, this ain't ever happening again. I'm not leaving. Like, I'm if, 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 like, I'm not, this ain't never happening again. I, I don't like this feeling. This is, this is bullshit. I can't believe I, like, I was telling myself, I can't believe I fucking did this. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like, you know, all my, all my friends and family, my partners, like, you did a good job, man. You did your best. And I was like, and hearing that to me was like, kind of like one of those things, like, like I did my best and I lost. And I was like, that wasn't my best. I was like, it, it was pissing me off. And I knew, I was like, no, I'm way fucking better than this. I'm way fucking better than this. I was like, I, I, I got to pull myself up. And I'm going to get back in there. I'm going to fuck somebody up. And that, that was my mentality. And it brought like a whole new fire underneath me. And I was like, man, let's fucking go. Like, I'm good to go. Like, let's fucking go. And then I go in there. I stop a guy on like uh, who came in short notice. You know, it wasn't the best record or anything like that. Because the guy who I was supposed to fight pulled out. And I ended up getting this guy, and I was like, "All right, cool." I'd like got that fight to me. Whenever I beat him, I, you could see me after the fight, just being like, "Whatever, another fight." Then I don't get. Then I get to fight against uh, another 
another tough guy, the same guy that I was supposed to fight that time. I fight him later on that year and I finished him. I was like, yep, like I know I'm good. I'm good. And then I get that fight with Carl Estrada and, you know, we, we go to war. I had like the guy that was able to match pace, able to match mentality that I had and was able to not want to quit. And we push and we push and we push. But I felt like I had the bet, like the better grip between us because I didn't stop coming forward. And then after that pandemic hit, you know, I'm like, like it didn't deter me at all. I just knew that like, man, this is my shot. If, any, if there's any time to go, like it's time, it's now. Like a lot of fighters are falling out of cards. Like this is my shot. I have the biggest chance to go into the UFC right now. So it didn't deter me. So like my mentality was just like, man, like I'm excited. Like I'm ready to go. And, you know, the contenders came up, starts that guy. And then after that, like I knew I was like, I'm here. I'm staying here. I'm not going anywhere. And like, even right now, I'm getting myself pumped up. And I'm just like, dude, like, like, I know I belong. And this is like, this is me. Like my last two showings are me just like, like, I deserve to be here. And, and like, I'm not even trying to prove anybody else wrong. Like, I'm trying to prove myself wrong from back then. Like, I'm like, like, I'm a, like, I'm in my own, like, like, I, I'm in my own head. Like, I'm my biggest, yeah. uh, I'm my biggest critic. And I go back every single time. I don't, I'm not looking to prove anybody else wrong. I'm always looking to prove myself wrong. Because I remember how I thought back in the days. I never thought, I didn't think I was good enough. But now I know I'm good enough. And I'm still trying to prove that guy wrong. You know, the old me. This is a new me that's been, uh, that's been like rejuvenated and like ready to go and try to prove that I'm the best in the world. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. My last question for you before we get ready to go. When your career is over, what do you want your career to be defined by? Man, I, I just one of those guys that never quit, right? Because there's there's a there's a lot of times in, in my career where I should have there's there's a lot of careers where I should have quit, but I didn't. Uh, there's a lot of point points in times where, you know, a lot of these a lot of other people would have quit. You know, after like after the first job break, a lot of people would have been like, "Nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> I got to go do something." Man, I was yeah. I was legitimately I was legitimately like getting all my nutrition through a straw. I I lost weight. Like I was able to make, like I was walking around 155 at the time. I lost 20 pounds in four weeks. In four weeks, I was drinking out of a straw. I, I was able to make weight that like the day I was supposed to fight. Like I was able to make weight and like, dude, it's been a whole process, man. It's been a, like a big, really, really, really big process, man. And it's, and like not only did I have one and I was drinking out of a straw and everything, I had the second one the same year. <laughs> so like, uh, man, like it, it, it definitely, it definitely sucked. I refractured the same, the same, the same, uh, I refractured my jaw the same way and everything. And, you know, a lot of people would like, even more people would have quit then. Uh, so I've, I got, I haven't quit. And I, I think that whenever my career is over, a lot of people are gonna look back at 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 my at my story and everything and just be like, man, that that was one guy who just like didn't quit. Like no matter what anybody came and threw at him, like he didn't quit. Like he kept pushing. He didn't like it didn't deter him. He just kept the same mindset and was gonna keep moving forward. And that's what I hope to keep on showing, man. Because like to me, I, I feel like this it's it's very motivational for a lot of people and. For myself, like I think about it, and I'm just like, man, 
Like, you're a bad motherfucker. <laughs> so I got to think, like, I got to give myself props a little bit here and there, even whenever, like, I'm, I am my own harshest critic. But, you know, it's it's pretty cool. Well, I, I would like to thank you for coming on here tonight. Uh, I know you, you probably have a busy schedule starting to get ready for that fight with the Randy Costa. I want to wish you luck on that. I I have complete faith that you're going to win that matchup and move up the ranks and hope you get a title shot in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for the platform. Yeah, and, and thank you for coming on and uh, talking to us and give us uh, the time of day to, to let us know about you and then let us know your, your mindset the past uh, uh, year or so being in the UFC. Man, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. You have a nice rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Yep. I would like to thank uh, Adrian Gannis for coming on with us tonight. I'm your host, D-Bake. Once again, this is Cage by Q, the best place for MMA content. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And subscribe to the YouTube channel to catch all of our content with our previews and recaps of all four uh, major promotions in MMA. And once again, we're affiliated with the Sports Box. So you can follow us, uh, the Sports Box, on all four of its platforms on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to the YouTube page and so you don't miss any action from any sport. we got over 10-plus uh, podcasts on there to cover all your sports needs. But give us a comment on, on the YouTube page for uh, for IQ. Let us know what you think of each video. I try to get back to everybody. But I'm your host, D-Bake. This was the interview with Adrian Yanez, UFC Bantamweight Continue. And you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for watching this episode of Cage My IQ on the Sports Box. Please remember to follow us on all of our social media outlets. On Facebook, at Sportsbox Show. Twitter at Sportsbox Show, Instagram at The Sportsbox Show. Find us on YouTube and join Outside the Box, our Facebook sports discussion group. The Sports Box is brought to you by our sponsor, Showcase Sports in Hamilton. Showcase Sports for the elite athlete. And also our friends over at Crowdplay. Download the free Crowdplay app today and use promo code THEBOX at sign up for 10 free points. Thank you for joining us.